0: This is episode number three of the Abuse Talk podcast with me, Jennifer Gilmore. Welcome to the Abuse Talk podcast. My name is Jennifer Gilmore and I turned my mess into a message. I'm an author and advocate for women in abusive relationships and promote that together we are louder. each fortnight there is a new episode on the Abuse Talk podcast featuring a series of interviews with those that work in the domestic abuse sector, getting an inside feel for what it's really like in their job role and sharing it with all of you. There's also a chance for you to join in the discussion by leaving a voice recording and message so that we can share together in the discussion. In this episode I speak to Kelly Smith who is an author, podcast host and certified relationship coach. I interviewed her seven months ago first for the YouTube channel and are now happy to be bringing this to you on the podcast. Right okay so thank you Kelly for joining me. Um, this is Kelly everyone she's on my side here. It's like we're together but we're not because Kelly's actually in the United States. Where, where are you from Kelly or where are you right now?
1: I'm in Austin, Texas right now. Oh, well, first, thank you for having me. It's so good to, so good to see you. Um, I'm in Austin, Texas right now, but you will pick up on a slight accent uh, that is not from Texas. It's actually from Boston, Massachusetts.
0: I'm not saying anything about the accent. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I said I wouldn't say anything. Can I can't help it? And I, I might even slip into an accent by the end of this interview. <laughs> Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, Kelly is one of our hashtag abuse talk sponsors. So it's really even more exciting to do this interview, especially because Kelly is in fact the first that I'm interviewing. So again, thank you. And if I, for everybody that doesn't know. Kelly's an author, and I've got a copy of her book right here. I've read it, and I've previously reviewed it, so I'll pop a link in so everyone can read my review on it. But Kelly, um, tell us a bit about your book first.
1: Oh man, so this book, wow, um, I'm so excited. You threw me off by having the book. I did not expect that. It's the (laughs) coolest thing ever, um, just to see it, especially with how far away you are from me. Um, But that book, that was a that was definitely an undertaking so i was in a toxic relationship i first i was married and i was abusive to my ex-husband and then got out of that relationship got into one way too soon way too fast turns out he was super abusive after i got out of that i decided to write my story and i didn't write my story because i wanted people to you know know who i was or anything like that it was more of like i wanted to help other people There was at one point before I began writing when I was trying to get through the end of that relationship where I was on the floor in my house crying, totally confused, not understanding why I was feeling things I was feeling. And I was like, you know what? I need to write this down. When I feel better, I need to write this down so I can help other people to know that they're not alone in this and that they can get out of a toxic relationship and truly live a happy, healthy life.
0: Wow. I mean, that in a nutshell is a lot to even comprehend, really, isn't it? Um, so, okay, so before you wrote this book, had you ever thought about becoming an author or writing a book, or was this because of what you'd been through?
1: Um, well, you know, it was back 100 years ago when I was in the third grade, where I realized I loved writing. I just I, It came natural to me. I loved it so much. I Three, four years ago, I started writing for um, Elephant Journal. It's an online magazine, and I just thought it was amazing, just so fun. It, it's Writing for me is definitely an escape. It's something that I really, really enjoy doing. Now, when I did think about becoming a writer or an author, I always thought it would be about, um, you know some fake story and some magical woman and man, I don't know. But it turns out I ended up writing about my own life and exposing myself to the world. Um, And maybe someday I'll be able to write something a little bit more fun and exciting. But it just turned out that I was able to use my writing ability and my experience to help others not feel
0: alone. Wow. I mean, that's really powerful stuff. And I guess what's really been on my mind since I've read the book is what at what point I mean I know you said um it was you know when you've recovered but at what point did you decide that that this your you know your story was what you were going to write what was the moment did you just have this urge to write it or was it a work in progress or was it just something that it was a reason to write what was it? <laughs>
1: for me it was a calling it was people needed people need to know what a relationship like this truly does to you it was a lot of confusion for my friends and family who were like why can't you just leave why can't you just walk out of this Was because they wanted to give a perspective of like a sister or a brother or a friend their a point of view of like what it looks like and why someone stays in a relationship like this so it wasn't like I was like, I got to get this out. And I just, I want to write something. It was definitely like people need to hear this story from different points of view. So I began this book actually as a weekly, um, blog series. All right. I, I, what I wanted to do, I, I did want to write a book. I wanted to write a book about it, but I had no idea how to do that. I knew I, I knew what I was going to write, but I wasn't sure of how to do it. So I sort of set up each blog series as like a Netflix episode. Oh, wow. I had a few, um, I wanted to do three seasons. I wanted to do um, three seasons with 10 episodes in each one. And I ended up getting to the beginning of season two. And that's when I got my book deal. Wow.
0: Yes, I so, really did. Now that's going to lead me on to another question then. Have you thought of writing it? I mean, I know you've sort of started that process, but... Would you say you could write it as a, as a drama or as a screenplay for Netflix? Have oh, a, I
1: would love to do that.
0: Do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sure it's that easy, but if it were, I would totally do it. Um, but I would, I would love to see this. So I did, um, record my book for Audible. So yeah. when I was in the studio recording this book for Audible, I was so emotional, because I was bringing my book to life, mm. and it was so, it was one of the coolest things I think I've ever done, and I was so proud of myself, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like coming to life, because I was able to act, I was able to have different voices, and it was a side of me I've never really, I never really knew I had, Um, but to take it one step further than just Audible, I would love to see it, you know, anyway, just to kind of see how it, how it would look, and, and what that would really look like, I think it would be such an amazing thing, because it's a story that it goes from not just like the abuse, but all the way through recovery and what that looks like and how someone goes through recovery and taking recovery apart and getting inside to see exactly how someone goes through that and what that really entails.
0: I mean, you've got to have been through recovery to record it, that's like a big deal. Like, I don't think I could do that personally. I think you're a very brave person for doing that. So I commend you. So, thinking about it being difficult, what was it difficult to write for you, or was there a particular part of like your book that it was just a real struggle? Like, was it a block, or you know, what was there? Was there a point of difficulty?
1: Um, I was never blocked, never once. I was never blocked. Um, there were times where I wish I were blocked, but um, the toughest part for me to write was about my kids and what my kids went through, I think when people are in toxic relationships, they don't realize what their kids are feeling and what their kids are seeing. Um, and it was like, I had already been through a good amount of recovery, but I was like writing this story from the eyes of someone completely different. And I would, get really emotional because the girl that I was now writing about, I I loved her now when I didn't at that time. And it was like, The stuff I went through and the things I put my kids through, I had a really difficult time reliving that stuff. And there were other parts of the book with with the abuse and stuff like that, that were really difficult. There were many nights because I'm a night writer. So I would write from 10 PM to 4 AM. So there were times I would just throw myself on my bed and I would cry for hours. And then I'd just sit back up and just finish what I needed to write. So it was tough reliving that and then reliving it again when I read it for audible
0: yeah <laughs> again yeah. It, you know you just have me in awe sometimes with uh, the, the things that you do it, <laughs> I want to say it's crazy but I guess in a way it could be therapeutic as well would you say I think therapeutic
1: and I think when the book first came out I had a decent amount of response kind of came in waves where I had like positive then I had a lot of negative a lot of people right. did not do not like me but lately it's getting where it needs to go and I'm getting a lot more positive and thank you and thank you and that's making it all worth it
0: yeah well that actually led me on to the next uh, question I was going to ask um what have been the positive you know parts of publishing your book your story
1: um I, don't know, I think just just getting it published was huge <laughs> just getting it you know a, a book company a publishing company to look at what I had and to say, we want to invest in this. We think this is good enough to like, you know, publish and put our name on it. To have someone else put their name on your story is just, it's huge. But um, I think it's how, excuse me, how far it's going and the Mm -hmm. people that are reaching out and saying thank you and saying, if it weren't for your story, I would be here or I would be there and how people say I inspire them. And it's, sometimes I have difficulty with that because I'm like, I made massive amounts of mistakes. How am I inspiring you? So sometimes you have to take a step back and look at the things you've actually done Mm -hmm. to realize that, yeah, it, it is inspiring. And it's, it's hard to take credit for that, but I'm really glad that people are relating to it and they're understanding it. Um, people have said to me when actually, when I was reading for audible, my producer at the end of it, he said to me, I never would have understood this story had someone verbally said this to me. He's like, but with the way you wrote it, now I I can understand why somebody would get into a relationship like that and stay there. So the fact that I'm able to give understanding to people that would normally never have any clue, that's just amazing to me.
0: Yeah. um, You should be proud of that. I think it's really hard at times to, you know, take on that the fact that people have thanked you for, Mm -hmm. for what you've done and it's sort of taking on that and going yes I've done that you know you should definitely feel like you've achieved something through that Um, and the community of people that you have um, growing you know I'm always seeing that online that you've got this community growing so again you know congratulations with that Mm -hmm. Um, so I know you've also mentioned the negative responses you've had so would you want to tell us a bit about the negative side of things?
1: Oh, definitely. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what I'm here for, to ask those questions.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I get, um, you know, the human race is just so interesting to me sometimes. I guess my words, my book, my face triggers people. And they, I think sometimes they see things that makes them, like forces them to look at themselves and they don't like that. So I've gotten some really, the biggest one that I get a lot is this, um, the world does not need another whiny bitch. That's true, we don't need it, but that's not me. Like if you took the time to read the book and figure out exactly what my story is and what I'm trying to say, then you're not gonna say that to me. So I do get a lot of negative um, things from both men and women. Saying that the world I've gotten, the world would be a better off, but yeah, better off without me in it. Um, some really mean, nasty things. So at first, it would take me days to get through one negative comment like that. Because some of them can be really harsh. Now, I finally got to the point where I just block. Yeah. I just. I got one the other day that said, um, oh my goodness. he On my Facebook, he wrote, um, oh, what did he say? Something about whiny bitches and like getting your panties in a bunch and you need to grow up. Whatever. So I just blocked it. Didn't I didn't respond, didn't say anything. I just I banned him from my page and that was it. And I actually haven't thought about it since uh this conversation. Sorry. <laughs> it's such a good victory for me where I'm finally getting to a point where these people are not affecting me the way they used to.
0: And so I know you mentioned that um this was a male. Are they is it do you find that it's more men? Or yeah. is it quite balanced?
1: Mm-mm, it's a lot more men. Oh. And it's it's interesting to me because I'm a, I'm a advocate for men who have been abused or who have been in bad relationships. And I'm a huge, huge advocate for them. I think there are so many men in abusive relationships right now. They need to be heard. They need to, you know, have understanding. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because I'm just like, wow, I'm like, I, you know, oh, I've been called a man hater. Yeah, no. I mean, I have three sons, I have four godsons, and I have four brothers. If I were a man hater, I'd be in some trouble.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a kind lot of family country. there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, it's, I am surrounded by men, and the big thing for me is because I was abusive to my ex husband, I now see both sides, and I have my sons, my godsons, and my brothers, and I would never want any of them to be in a relationship where they felt scared or they felt like they couldn't be themselves or they felt like they were being bullied i i don't want that for them so i'm a huge advocate for men who are in abusive relationships
0: well thank you for that and sharing because you know often the negatives are really hard to highlight but are also very important and i think one person said to me once and i don't know if this will help you in any way but somebody said, um, if you don't, if you've got your haters, then you're actually achieving something because you're hitting an nerve or doing your job right. So I guess <laughs> I you're doing your, your job right. <laughs> I think I'm doing my
1: job very well <laughs> all my, with all my haters. But for the haters right now, the uh, positive messages are coming in more than the negative. And the cool part about it is I'm being recognized out in public, which oh, is
0: wow.
1: really interesting for me it's really interesting. It's definitely a a different, uh, the first time I was ever noticed in public, I was actually at the store buying donuts, (laughs) which was super embarrassing, but you know, it was a lady and she was like, I recognize you from, this was before my book came out and she was like, I recognize you from social media and I'm really excited to see your book and and read it. And so it's definitely an interesting, it's an interesting life. That's for sure. Cause you are putting everything out there. I mean, it's out there. Mm. It's, And now everybody can read it. And then I put my name on it. And then I put my face on it. So (laughs) it's not like I can hide from any of this.
0: Definitely not. Mm -hmm. Um, So if people who haven't read your book um, that are watching this right now, what would you say is the reason they should read it?
1: I think they should read it because it's a great, it's a great, I'm going to say story um, about how to leave a toxic relationship behind with yourself because that's the biggest thing that i got from my i'm just going to say my life and my the journeys i've been on is being able to face myself in the mirror every day accept who i am figure out that i'm i'm flawed i'm not perfect i have a lot of things i needed to work on and i'm doing it and now because i'm working on myself and because i truly love myself my life is so much better so much better i think people should read it for that, I think they should read it. If if they know someone or they love someone that's in a toxic relationship, and they don't know why, read it. Read this book, and you will see why. You will see like what it looks like. And it's I do know that it is tough for women or men who are in toxic relationships to actually have a book like this in their house mm-hmm. because it's you know they will be questioned with it. And that's why there's Audible. So if you're in there <laughs> and you want to read it and you want to see how I was able to get out of mine. Then take a listen, and I I read it myself, so it's in my amazing accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a reason to listen. <laughs> so, um, besides from your writing and your book, what do you do? Do you have another job, or do you, what do you do for fun? Like hobbies? What um, do you
1: do? <laughs> well, I do have a podcast.
0: Okay, tell um, us that, about that.
1: <laughs> it's called uh, Let's Get Wicked Deep. I have a really good friend of mine; she's my co-host it's a really, it's a really fun thing. Last season, and it's it's everywhere where you can listen to a podcast. Last season, it was all about recovery, right. leaving the relationship behind with myself, with my ex, with my mom, you know, toxic mom, so that they're always so much fun. This season, I'm super excited because it's about dating healthy and getting into relationships in a healthy way. So it's after leaving a toxic relationship, it's it's tough because I think a lot of people feel like you leave a toxic relationship and you have all your your bags next to you and then it's like, okay, you know, where do you go from here? Like what's the next step after you get out? Because just getting out is the first step. There's so much more after that. But once you finally get to a place where you want to date again, how on earth do you do that? Well, I was the guinea pig for all of this. <laughs> so my new podcast season is gonna be about dating healthy and a lot of my own usual a lot of my own stories I'll be talking about and life experiences and how that looks and it'll definitely be interesting
0: it sounds interesting so I'm you're on the dating scene then is that what I take it
1: Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah
0: and we'll have to listen to the podcast to find out what happened clearly (laughs) so you mentioned you've got your next season of the podcast uh coming um what do you have planned apart from that then or is that the plan have you got plans for this year since we're at the beginning of 2019
1: well i used to do oral surgery i was an oral surgery tech for a while so i'm thinking about getting back into that just to keep myself busy just hired um a nutritionist and a personal trainer to get my body back all right but now that my mental health is in a really good place now it's time for me to start working on the outside of my body and just keep myself healthy physically so as much as I'm excited about that I'm also dreading that a little bit Um, but it's also my oldest son he's 24 it's his senior year in college so I'm going to be spending a lot of time with him going to his school to see his lacrosse games and do a bunch of stuff with him so I'm really looking forward to that
0: well it sounds very exciting so um, before we finish if people want to find you where do we find you
1: so I actually just changed my website. I changed all my social media to be pretty much the same uh, Kelly Smith author. Okay. I, so my website is kellysmithauthor.com, And on that website, you can find links to my blogs, my podcast, where you can buy the book, the audible book, all that fun stuff. And then, um, Twitter, Instagram, and I have a Facebook page for my, um, author and it's all Kelly Smith
0: author. Okay, and for anyone watching, I will pop it all in the description because Kelly will amazingly send me all the, the information that I need to do that, won't you? <laughs>
1: Definitely. Oh, and then you know what else? I just recently became a certified relationship coach.
0: Oh yes, yes. Tell us a bit about that before we go.
1: <laughs> I took that course. That was that was fun. I learned a lot. So I was able to do that. So I'm gonna specialize in helping people um leave toxic relationships behind. Wow how to get back into the dating scene when they're ready. So I'm really excited about that. So the information for that is also on my website.
0: That's great. I mean, you're so experienced anyway. So with the education part of it and the course, I'm sure that's going to be an amazing venture for you.
1: I'm excited about that. I think it's really fun.
0: You sound like super busy.
1: (laughs) I'm a little busy. I have a couple things going on. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) But it's a good thing. It's good.
0: Well, um, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Um, I know some of it's not easy to share, so I really appreciate that you could hop on at your time and get it in the right time zone (laughs) and share with me.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much. This is such an amazing idea. I'm, I'm so excited to be able to do this with you. This was so much fun.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So thank you for um, being my first one, my first interviewee. You're
1: welcome. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to see it.
0: Yep, yeah, definitely. I'll let you know when it's all up and live.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Then I guess I'll see you on Wednesday too.
0: Yeah, Wednesday on hashtag Abuse Talk. I'm sure everyone will know about that on my YouTube channel. Um, but if not, have a look through the videos. You'll find out how to do it. But yeah, thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure a lot of people will gain something from this um, interview. It's so important to be able to talk about these issues. And I think that's why I sort of want to say that together we are louder. I'm always saying that because it's so important that we are singing from the same hymn sheet, so to speak. I want to say a big thank you to Kelly Smith, who agreed to be my first ever interviewee seven months ago. I can honestly say she is worth having a look at online. There's always an inspirational message, an informative discussion that she offers, and she is usually around on hashtag Abuse Talk on the Twitter chat. I'm also thankful because she's one of the founding um, topic sponsors for Abuse Talk and clearly displays that on her website and wears it with pride so thank you so much Kelly for everything that you do in supporting hashtag abuse talk you've been listening to Jennifer Gilmore author of Isolation Junction and Clip Wings you can find them on Amazon in the next episode, on the 2nd of October, I'll be speaking to Emma Meller, and she is a part of the Happiness Club. She's a trainer and delivers resilience workshops and goes into schools teaching about emotional well-being. She has experienced domestic abuse and is going to be talking about how she has recovered from her experiences. So if you've got any questions for Emma, pop them in by the 25th of September. You can either email them to me at contact at jennifergilmore.com, Send them through social media on hashtag abuse talk, or you can leave a message, an audio message, via Anchor, which is where this podcast is originally broadcast.